So we're going to continue right in this morning on what we've been talking about the last several weeks on being well advised. I may have experienced in life that it's always good to be well advised and to, and to be able to live without regrets. Do you ever have any regrets in life? You know, we can get to a place where we're living without regret, and that's by becoming well-advised in the good things that God has in store for us. So we're going to continue on that. I'm going to be reading this morning from Proverbs chapter 5, so whatever Bible or device you're using, I invite you to go ahead and, and get to Proverbs chapter 5. If you don't have anything with you, I think it'll be up on the screen behind me as well. One of the consistent themes in wisdom's literature, especially in, in the book of Proverbs, it's, it's throughout the Word of God, but it's really predominant in, in, uh, throughout Proverbs. One of the themes in there is listen. Listen to me. Take my advice. Even Jesus, you know, the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4, in verse 3, he begins that particular parable by listen. And I want you to know that when Jesus begins to share something and he begins with the words listen, it has a little bit uh, deeper meaning sometimes than perhaps a, a parent to a child or a teacher in front of a classroom. Now listen up, listen up everybody, listen up. Now you may have something to follow that's really, really important, but it also may just be listen up. It may just be I want to get your attention, I want to tell you about it, I want to, I'm going to make an announcement which it's important, but it may not be life-altering. When Jesus speaks and he says, listen, when wisdom's literature begins with listen, pay attention to, I want you to know that you're about to be very well advised. And it's, it's, it's certainly important that when you come across that in wisdom's literature that, uh, to, uh, to make sure that you're doing exactly what's being requested of you, and that is to be listening. So in Proverbs chapter 5, we have a, a, an illustration in here, and I want you to pay attention to what's being taught in the illustration. The illustration may very well be applicable in your life, but if this particular illustration is not applicable, it certainly is, it can be taken as a parable and, and the lesson here certainly is applicable to all of our lives. Now, it's, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read it, all right? But just don't shut it off because we think, well, I'm not challenged with this particular situation in my life. I don't want you to do that. I want you to listen, pay attention. All right, are you ready? All right. I'll wait just another minute until you're all ready. <laughs> are you ready? Say, I'm ready for the word. All right, here we go. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 1. This is going to come from the Message Bible today. So this will be on the screen behind me. I believe you have it, correct? All right, so we have the Message Bible up there. It says, dear friend, verse 1, dear friend, pay close attention to this, my wisdom. My wisdom. Listen very closely to the way I see it. I want you to know that when wisdom is speaking, wisdom is always speaking from heaven's perspective. It's, it's, it's speaking from that 30,000-foot view. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm up here, and I can see everything that's going on. I can see the direction that you're going. I know if you're going on the right path or on the wrong path, and wisdom is speaking to you. 
And so when wisdom is speaking to you, it's because it sees what we are not able to see as human beings. It's, it's seeing what we're not seeing with our natural eyes. So when wisdom's speaking, that's why it's so paramount that we pay attention to it, that we have a receptive hearts, that we are responsive in our attitudes, and that we come to a place where we're living without regret. So dear friend, pay close attention to this, my wisdom. Listen very closely to the way I see it. Then you will acquire a taste for good sense. What I tell you will keep you out of trouble. I mean, right there, it's just worth you coming out this morning. It's going to keep you out of trouble. How many people would like to live the rest of your life without getting in any dilemmas? No trouble. Trouble-free. No dilemmas. I'm always making the right choice. I'm at the right place at the right time. Some of you are looking a little bit skeptical, like, is this possible? Oh, it's possible. Wisdom is interested in you. God is very interested in you. He loves you and he cares about you, and he has provided for you, and he has made wisdom available to you through the person of the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us, to direct us, to show us things that are about to take place, to remind us of things that we need to be reminded of. So God is very much interested in you, and we need to be responsive to that interest that he has in us. Now, the illustration here is, is talking about a, a young man about to be deceived by, a, by an adulterous woman. But the, the, the parable here can be, it, it could also be applicable to uh, anyone of any age. You're about to uh, go to the wrong website on your computer. You're about to watch a movie you shouldn't be watching. You're about to go somewhere where you shouldn't be going. You're about to do something you should not be doing. So it has more, it's more applicable than just the young man and this adulterous affair. So listen to the story. Listen to what wisdom is saying. It will keep you out of trouble. You're about to make a very poor financial choice. Wisdom will forewarn you. Wisdom will protect you. So the application is the same. Don't shut it off and don't stop reading chapter 5 of Proverbs saying, well, that doesn't apply to me. It does very much apply to all of us. So the lips of a seductive woman are oh so sweet. Her soft words are oh so smooth. But it won't be long before she's gravel in your mouth, a pain in your gut, and a wound in your heart. I think of this every time I watch, I'm watching television and I see the, the advertisements for hard liquor. To make it look like it's so romantic and so peaceful and it's so masculine. It's just showing you all, every positive aspect of it they can show you. They never show you the end result of it. The gravel in your gut, the pain, the frustration. Back to uh, Proverbs chapter uh, 5. So she's dancing down the primrose, she's dancing down the primrose path to death. She's headed straight for hell and taking you with her. She hasn't a clue about real life about who she is or where she's going. So my friend, listen closely. Everyone say, listen closely. listen closely. All throughout wisdom's literature, listen, 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 pay attention. So my friend, listen closely. Don't treat my words casually. Keep your distance from such a woman. Absolutely stay out of her neighborhood. She, you don't want to squander your wonderful life to waste your precious life among the hard-hearted. Why should you allow strangers to take advantage of you? Why be exploited, ex exploited by those who care nothing for you? You don't want to end your life full of regrets, nothing but sin and bones, saying, oh, why 
didn't I do what they told me? Why did I reject a disciplined life? Why didn't I listen to my mentors or take my teachers seriously? My life is ruined. I haven't one blessed thing to show for my life. A sad ending to what the young man thought was going to be a great time. And that is so applicable in so many areas of our life. Like I mentioned earlier, it applies to our, our health, our finances, or just all, all different things. When we're going down a path that is not going to end well, I want you to know the Holy Spirit is always very much aware of it, and he is always speaking and reminding us that we need to change direction and we need to go in, in, a, in a, different, a, a different path. So I want you to uh, continue to keep your ears open be receptive and responsive so you come to a place where you are living without regret. Notice in verse 7, it tells us again to listen closely. And in verse 13, it says, why did I not listen to my mentors? I may be mistaken here, but I really don't think I am the only person that has ever said that. Why didn't I listen? Why didn't I take that advice when I had the opportunity to take that advice? I would be better off for it today. And so am I the only one that's ever asked that question? You've all asked that question before. Why didn't I heed that counsel? Why didn't I obey my parents? Now here I am a parent. I'm saying the same thing my dad was saying, and I thought he was a fool. And now I guess I'm a fool because I'm saying the same thing because I now see it from the same perspective that he sees it. You know, once you get married and you have children in that sequence, You start seeing things differently. You, you start looking, you, you, you start watching over your children and you start seeing the decisions that they're making and, and direction that they're going and you think, okay, that, that, that's the wrong path and you start hovering over them. You start guiding and directing them and, 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 and giving them the wisdom of, of, of God's word and the wisdom that you have accumulated over time. So it just changes your perspective when you've been there and done that. And so that's where wisdom is coming from. Very much knows exactly where you are, what path you're on, what decisions you're making, and those decisions you're making, whether they're going to end well or they're going to end not so well. So we don't want to be in the category of verse 13 where we're always saying, why did I not listen to my mentors? Why didn't I listen to, that, uh, to my counselor? Why didn't I listen to my uh, financial counselor? Why didn't I listen to the doctor? Why didn't I pay attention to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my parents? Why did I not pay attention? And, and uh, here I am, and I'm, I'm, I'm not having regrets so we can go to a, we can grow beyond that and live without regret in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 32 and 34 again this is from the message Bible Proverbs 8 32 and 34 so my dear friends Listen carefully. Those who embrace these, my ways, are most blessed. Those who listen to these, my ways, are most blessed. Next verse says, mark a life of discipline and live wisely. Don't squander your precious life. Bless the man, bless the woman who listens to me. Awake and ready for me each morning. Alert and responsive as I start my day's work. So wisdom is basically saying, all right, here's my day's work. You're awake 
And I want you to be awake. I want you to be awake and ready for me each morning. <laughs> how many people, how many times do we wake up in the morning conscious of the fact that heaven's wisdom is speaking and say, oh, you're awake. I'm here. Let me tell you about how this day should go. Let me tell you how to order this day. Let me walk with you. Let me point the way for you. Rather than us, just us waking up by ourselves, thinking we just woke up by ourselves, thinking that, you know, I'm an adult, I can make my own decisions. But waking up with a consciousness that God so loves you and so desires to lead you and to guide you and to direct your steps so that you can live free of any regret, any and all regrets. You're no, you're, from now on, you will not make a decision that you will regret. That in itself is worthwhile waking up. And, one, and, and the first thing being is the welcoming wisdom, its presence, welcoming the presence of God that is there here to lead, to guide, and to direct. So it's telling us here in verse 34, it says, Bless the man, bless the woman who listens to me, awake and ready for each morning, alert and responsive as I start my day's work. This is wisdom speaking. The Holy Spirit manifested in your life has, is on assignment from heaven. And he has a responsibility from heaven and the Holy Spirit's responsibility from heaven is to lead, to guide, and to direct. And he takes his responsibility very seriously. And here wisdom is speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking through the person of wisdom saying, this, this is my responsibility. You're awake. Okay, let's partner together. Let's work together. You listen to me and let's go ahead and get this day ordered. Listen carefully. Listen to me, awake and ready each morning. So what wisdom is saying is be alert and be responsive in listening. Alert and responsive in listening. Turn with me, if you would, to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, I begin reading at verse, uh, verse 3. It's a short parable. It's known as the parable of the sower, the parable of the farmer that's scattering seed. And verse 3 begins with, Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across the field, some of the seed fell on a, on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. Still other seed fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Then he said, to, then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So the idea here is that wisdom is speaking is we are to be listening with a heart of understanding, purposing to understand. Jesus later went and made some other comments and he came back and he explained the parable in verse 13. He said, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how are you going to understand all others? He said, the farmer plants the seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear. I'm going to say hear. It represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. Wisdom, literature, very much 
makes us aware of the fact that when we hear heaven's wisdom, that there's an adversary and he is right on the heels of wisdom to try to steal every insight that God gives you through the Holy Spirit. When God gives you insight and he gives you direction, the enemy is right on the heels of that to try to steal it away from you. Now, that's very easy for, for the enemy to steal that wisdom from you if you're not aware of the fact that he's right on the heels of you hearing it. I can remember being on the farm growing up and, and planting, when you're planting wheat and you're planting corn and the, the, the equipment's going through the field and, and it's planting the rows of corn, right behind that equipment, birds are hovering. They just keep hovering and they keep landing and they're just looking for that shallow seed. They're looking for that shallow seed that has not yet had time to take root. And just like that, the enemy is always on the heels of the wisdom that you receive from heaven. He's right there to try to steal it. You might think, well, what's the, why should I even bother hearing it if he's going to come and steal it? He doesn't, you don't have to give him a right to steal it. He comes to steal it, but if you hear it with receptive and responsive attitude and heart, he'll not steal it from you because you know that you know that you know that when you get good advice, the enemy is going to come to try to steal it from you. And when you know that, you'll protect that and you'll guard against that. So farmers, being wise as they are, they know that, so they make sure they're planting their seed deep enough, not too deep, but deep enough so that the birds just can't casually fly by and just peck that seed out of the ground. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear, and we say hear, they hear the message, you're hearing wisdom, and immediately you receive it with joy, but since they don't have any deep roots, they don't last long, they fall away soon as soon, they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed, verse 18, the seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear, and we say hear, hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lures of wealth, and the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. So you have the hearing, wisdom, but you are choking out the wisdom from heaven with the wisdom or the lures of this world. One of the convictions I had been uh, purposing to be responsive to this past year was to uh, just cut off, well, we did cut off, cut off the cable, but just to really wean myself off of a news feed across the board. Just cut it off. It's man's perspective, and they're just all making it all, you know, emotional and sentimental, and they just try to, you know, they're, they're going for ratings anyway, so you have to always keep that in mind. Now, I would, you know, keep abreast by catching some headlines, but then not, I don't need to read the story, and I don't need to hear the rest of the story. And I don't hear, need to hear 14 different people's perspective on the story. But I don't need to be ignorant either. But the point being is I'm cutting myself off from uh, 
unnecessary information and what it, because all of that inf information, what it was doing is it's crowding out. It's the weeds, the thistles, the cares of this world, the desires for other things, the desire for riches, all coming in and crowding out the wisdom that I heard from heaven. And that wisdom is Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that does not sit in the seat of the scornful. So I thought I'm no longer going to be spending my time giving hours and hours and hours taking in scornful information. And every time when I find myself looking on my phone or having the TV on, have Roku, and so you can get news, and you know, you can still get news if the guys are cut off cable, they still have access to news. Well, I find myself getting attracted and said, well, I just need to hear what's going on. And then, you know, then it goes a little bit longer, a couple more minutes, a couple more minutes, I hear the voice of wisdom inside of me. It's my conviction, and uh, I'm putting it out there because perhaps it'll become your conviction as well. Because why should I be the only one? <laughs> I'm just saying. But whenever I find myself going across the line or where the Holy Spirit has me at in my life, I hear that voice inside. You're sitting in the seat of the scornful. These people are doing nothing but scorning one another. They're criticizing, they're condemning, they're one-upping, and it just, it, it just goes on and on and on. And as soon as I hear that, okay, thank you. Thank you, wisdom. Thank you, wisdom. I turn it off and get back to uh, doing what I'm supposed to be doing and hearing wisdom from heaven. So... You take that as the Holy Spirit puts that out there. But the, the, the idea here is, is that wisdom is speaking. Every illustration or every one of these situations, types, soils are, are representative of different hearts where our hearts are in life. What is our relationship like with God? Is it a good path? Is it a rocky path? Is it a path that's all choking out with weeds and thistles? Is it being choked out, you know, the, the path that we're on? Is it all, is it all just a, a big traffic jam but by all the, uh, the desires of other things? So verse, uh, verse 20 says, and the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear. Everyone say good soil and hear. So the good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as what had been planted. So a good soil, a good heart, a good posture, when it comes to being well-advised, is a heart that is receptive to the voice of God. And we say receptive. And then not only are you receptive to hearing it, but also according to this particular parable, you are also setting a guard. You are making sure that, you are, that your heart is good soil and that you are receiving the word, that you're not the other types of soil where you're allowing thorns to come in or the cares of riches and the cares of other things or it's just too shallow or it's too rocky. You're not that person. Every person here, every soil represents the heart of people, and every one of them heard the exact same word. The same seed was scattered, and everyone heard, but not all of them were receptive, and, and none of them, not all of them were responsive. The good heart person was responsive. He was receptive and responsive, and the one that was receptive and responsive is the one that went on to live without regret and produce 30, 60, and 100 times as much as what was sown. 
So it's so important when we're talking about being well advised. It's not that we don't have advice. It's not that we don't have biblical advice. It's not that we don't have good medical advice or good financial advice or just advice life in general. We have it at our disposal. We have it today more than ever before. Oh, yes, there's a lot of competitive voices out there. There's a lot of deceitfulness out there. Yes, the enemy still comes immediately to steal whatever good advice you may hear. You may get some really good financial advice. Say, okay, we're going to start doing this. We're going to get our financial house in order, and your transmission goes out in your car. Coincidence, huh? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe the devil coming. I'm not one of those that's the devil in every problem either, but I'm just using it as, a, as an illustrative purpose. When you make decisions, don't be shocked when, when the enemy comes at you and attacks you. Be wise to it, and when you're wise to it, you'll be ready for it. And he won't be successful in stealing. You'll be the one that will be successful. You'll be the one that is uh, producing 30 and 60 and 100 times as much because you, uh, you were receptive and responsive to wisdom from heaven. You, you, you understood that as you're going down this path, just like in Proverbs 5, I'm talking about the young man going down a path of, a, of a, an adulterous relationship and was not going to end well. And the Holy Spirit's hovering over and the wisdom is hovering over and seeing how this path. In Proverbs chapter 7, it's another illustrative story like that. Then you get into Proverbs chapter 8, then you have the voice of wisdom speaking. So now listen, Wisdom. Wisdom is speaking. Listen to the voice of wisdom. Be well advised. Wisdom is seeing the path that you're going. It's hovering up here, and it can see it before you ever get there. You think it's really great that you have your Google Maps. Well, God had a Google Map before there was ever a Google. You think Sirius is great. The Holy Spirit has been serious ever since the beginning of time. And we want to pull out our phone and ask Sirius, how about the first response is, Holy Spirit, how would you have me respond to this? Holy Spirit, how would, you know, which turn would you have me make? Holy Spirit, who, who uh, can advise me in this particular area? It's not as mystical as we make it. You say, well, this wisdom from heaven, you know, you're talking about heaven. You're talking about God, and I'm just a mere human being. You're not just a mere human being. You happen to be a child of God. And he loves you. And he said that he would never leave you nor forsake you. And he said that he would send the Holy Spirit to be with you and he would never depart from you and that he would lead you, he would guide you, he would direct you, he would show you things to come. He would bring to you remembrance of things that you need to remember, but the Holy Spirit is with us. So it's not as elusive or as mystical as we make it. We tried, we, we've made it too complicated. You say, well, how can wisdom not be elusive? Because it sure has been elusive to me. I think like I'm always living with regret. I'm always making the wrong choices. Well, stop saying that and stop seeing yourself as a person that's always making wrong choices and start surrounding yourself with people that life is working for them. You want help in a particular area? Find someone that is doing well in that area and, and, and ask them. Follow them. Watch them. It's God in them. If there's something working in my life, you can follow it. Matter of fact, the scriptures tell you to follow the faith of those, follow the outcome and the faith of those that God has put in charge over you. Follow what's working. If you see something in my life that's not working, don't follow it. But if you see something that's working, follow it. I follow 
what's working in other people's lives. I like to make you think that I came up with this all by myself. I'm the brainchild of it. And other people like to make you think that they're the brainchild of it. It's all about them. And we take great pride in our generation that we gave you the internet. <laughs> Don't know how to use it, but we gave it to you. <laughs> Wisdom, receptive, responsive, and live without regrets. You can do it. There's a story in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus refers to it. It's Jesus tells a real quick story. It's only a few verses, but it's a story of the wise builder and the foolish builder. And it's a story where Jesus gives a quick story and says there's a, a, a wise man and a foolish man. Both individuals heard the word of God. Both individuals built homes. One built his home on the solid foundation, which is the word of God, which is the person that heard the word and responded to the word of God. The other person heard the word of God, but he was not responsive to the word of God. He did life his own way. Both individuals incurred, incurred the same storms of life. The rains and the winds beat vehemently upon their homes. The wise man's home withstood the storms of life. The foolish man's house was completely destroyed in the storms of life. And Jesus said that the wise man's house, basically saying that the point being is that the wise man's house withstood all the storms of life because he was not only a hearer, he was a receptive hearer and a responsive hearer, and he lived without regret. His house stood. The other man was not a receptive hearer. He heard it, but he wasn't receptive to it, and he certainly was not responsive to it. He just built it his way. And Jesus says, like building your house on the sand, when the storms of life came along, it completely wiped it out, full of regret. Whatever areas you're living with today that are full of re that just um, regret, regret, regret. Don't sit here today and don't leave here today thinking, well, I made too many bad choices. I'm going to have to live out the rest of my life with regret. No, Jesus is the Jesus of new beginnings, a new hope, a new life, a new creation. He's all about making things new. He's all about restoration. He's all about getting things restored. He even makes up the years that were stolen. It's good enough for him just to forgive you and to give you a brand new start, but Jesus is the type of person, the kind of love that wants to restore the things that you lost because you made bad choices. He can restore. He's the God of restoration. So listen to him. I'm meaning really listen to him. Don't listen to him for 30 minutes this morning and the rest of the day is CNN and Fox and sports and movies and and then people at work, and then Fox, and sports, and movies, and CNN, and MSNCB, and then whatever they are. Do you, you know what I'm saying? They're all out there. If you are more informed by secular media than you are by the Word of God, your regrets are self-inflicted. Let's be informed with the wisdom from heaven above and let's follow after the voice of the Holy Spirit. He loves you and he really wants the best for you. No guilt, no condemnation, no regret. No regret. Everyone say it, just say no regret. You might be thinking, is that even possible? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, but Pastor Ray, I lost a lot of time, but you're serving a big God.
a wise God. He'll make it up. He'll make it up. Be receptive. Get your ears on. Listen up. Responsive. Do what he tells you to do. And you'll live free of regret in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for this beautiful congregation known as Grace Church here in Shillington, Pennsylvania, and the extended congregation, our online viewers and participants. Father, we thank you for each and every one. Father, thank you so much for loving us, promising to never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for the gift of your word the promises of your word. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that continues to communicate your words of wisdom to us today. And Lord God, help us to come to that place where we have ears to hear and that we from this day on are purposing, Lord God, to to be listening responsively and receptively. And Lord God, that we come to a place that we are living free of regrets, no longer making wrong choices, but we are making good choices because we are well advised from heaven above. And all the different channels that you have of resourcing us with heaven's wisdom, whether it be through the word, whether it be through the the, the printed word, whether it be through the Holy Spirit, whether it be the gifts of the Spirit, whether it be the ministry gifts you place in the body of Christ, whether it be the, 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 the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we come together worshiping together, fellowshipping together, Lord God. You're in our midst, and in your midst, the wisdom of God is manifested. May we glean from it and receive from it and walk in it and be fully aware, be fully aware of the enemy's presence, not afraid of him, but aware of him, and that he is no longer coming in to steal and to kill and to destroy. He is not being successful because we have a guard up in the, in, through the spirit of faith and through the wisdom of God. We are always well ahead of any of the enemy's plans in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. We praise you, we give you honor, and we give you all the glory. Father, may the congregation here at Grace and and, and the church family online, may we be the better for it. May we prosper and be in health even as our souls are prospering, as we are resourced from heaven above. We are a well-advised people. It's in Jesus' name that we thank you for this. And all the people said... Amen. Praise God. We love you. Thank you so much. You are well advised. Have an awesome, awesome rest of the day. Remember, do not sit in the seat of the scornful, but delight yourself in the law of the Lord day and night and meditate on it. Then you will prosper and then you will have good success. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next Sunday morning. Have an awesome, awesome week.